Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the best part of your Monday. It's the One Take Wonder podcast with the Hot Weird Girl. I'm the Hot Weird Girl in question, Alexia, and you can find me on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Hot Weird Girl. That's girl with the zero instead of an I. And I'm so excited for this episode because I'm, you know, who hasn't heard the old adage, we don't do wife duties for boyfriends. I really want to get into it. This episode is something that I've been dying to talk about, and I love your suggestions. So if by the end of this episode you're burning to ask me a question, I'm super responsive in all of my DMs, but especially Instagram. Um, Please reach out to me there. Please send me topics. I really love hearing from you guys. It really makes my week. And I also just want to say that we've hit a huge milestone with this podcast. We now have about 1,300 listeners, which is nuts. So thank you so much for being here. It really helps every time you guys rate this podcast five stars on Spotify or Apple Music. And if you could just share this podcast with one person in your life and convince them to listen, that would be so great. Thank you so much for being here. Let's get into the episode. Okay, so by far the most requested topic for me to talk about is this idea of doing wife duties as a girlfriend. And I think it plays into this general segment that's been bouncing around TikTok for about two years, but is also part of like a broad cultural consciousness. And that's, it's this idea that like, if you do wife duties, which is always defined as cooking, cleaning, you know, taking care of a man's, because it's always in the structure of like a heterosexual relationship, a man's appointments, making his life easier and bearing his children as wife things. And the idea that if you do it as a girlfriend, then you'll never make it to wife status. And every Valentine's Day, Christmas, or any time that a girl in a really unfortunate relationship crawls to the internet and cries, there's these, oh my goodness, my cat is not doing that in the background right now. Do you hear him? He's a fucking menace. Sorry, everyone. My cat wants to be part of this podcast so bad, but until he works on his inflammatory and frankly, very regressive views on dogs, he cannot be a featured guest. You know, I might not be funny when I try to be, but people think I'm funny when I say things and I'm being dead serious. I ponder that a lot. Anyway, back to what I was saying. This idea that if you do girlfriend duties for a man, then you'll never be elevated to wife status. Oh, yeah. And so anytime a girl gets on the internet crying, then people like make think pieces about it. And I already kind of have an opinion about this phenomena, right? Namely, oh my, I'm going to cite my own TikTok again. Seriously, I, I think I've said this like four weeks in a row. Thank you so much because sometimes like I'll just be on my lunch break or like at these obscenely long red lights that are by my house. And I'm like, oh, I have a really good idea. I'm going to put it on the internet because then I work on my writing and I like use it for later and it really helps with this podcast. So I'm just going to insert it right here. And this TikTok was made in response to someone asking me to talk about the Kiki Palmer and her baby daddy situation. And it's just kind of a response saying like, I don't know that we can look at celebrity drama or even like interpersonal drama and draw relationship rules from it. I have nothing to say about Kiki Palmer and her baby daddy because I don't think that you can extrapolate life lessons or dating rules from breakups. And I've said this before on my page, but truly there's not a lot that you can do to prevent bad things from happening to you. So other than learning the red flags for abusive relationships, approach every relationship with the hope that it works out and know that if it doesn't, you've likely cultivated a support network of friends and family that can help ease the heartbreak. 
we're in this weird space with dating discourse where we're trying to give like tough love, but it's mostly just being tough on people for being optimistic and then not having their situations work out. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have standards. I advocate very heavily on my page for having standards as a woman. But I am saying that if you approach life with this tepid, oh, I need to make sure that the situation doesn't match up to what Twitter user 105 said once six months ago, and now I've added it to this like ever-growing rule book before I can really dive into the situation, you're going to be miserable. And I'm not trying to be a bitch, but a lot of the people that like constantly advocate for this, like protect yourself, guard yourself against every situation, like they're perpetually alone. And I don't just mean romantically, like friendship wise as well, because being so weird about like, is every person out to hurt me? Like you're going to be alone and miserable. Sometimes people can't hurt you. That's life. You get over it. You move on. It's such a waste of time to pretend that if Kiki Palmer had followed whatever rule book as part of the zeitgeist today that she wouldn't be in the situation when many women end up in the situation with men that they loved and trusted. And I also feel like people forget that part of the equation that like romantic relationships are built on love. Like there's some sort of mutual admiration there that makes you believe this person isn't going to dog you out publicly. It sucks that he did that. But that part has been talked about to death, you know. You are never going to have absolute control when you put your heart in the hands of another person. And if you're not cool with that, then don't put your heart there. But you cannot make up all of these rules to try to prevent it from happening from you. And I think we need to stop looking towards celebrity breakups and random girls crying on our For You page to try to pull out these life lessons and wisdoms. Because every situation that Kiki supposedly did wrong here definitely went right for some other woman, which is why she did it in the first place. So already I'm not a big believer in this idea that like public or private situations, and as we talked about in the last podcast, like public being celebrity news, private being what goes on between you and I, and I'm defining privacy and just the scope of like how much fame and public attention is on it. I don't know that we can extrapolate a ton of like hard and fast rules for dating or protecting ourselves in romance. Like I, I truly believe there is no protection. But this idea of internet advice is like someone will say something trendy once and then it kind of gets adopted as fact. Like I really think it's the Gen Z version of our parents' Facebook misinformation because I, I truly think it was like a couple girls who are like, you know, nobody buys the cow if you give the milk away for free. And then everyone is like think piecing to death. Like, well, he's not going to marry her and he's been dating her for five years because she's doing wife duty. And you know what? I have such a fundamental problem with wife duty being reduced to your capacity to perform domestic labor. Like when you reduce your self-worth to being able to pop your pussy on demand, clean the house, cook, never nag him, manage his doctor's appointments, you strip yourself of your humanity. You're not a person. You are a porn star that does an obscene amount of housework. No, that's not fair because porn stars get compensated. You do not get compensated, especially as a girlfriend when you have no legal claim to the assets, right? And I, I'm always shocked at how many women will strip themselves of their own humanity. And so when they find men who only see women as bang mommy maids to take care of them and then suck their dick with a smile afterwards, and they're like, wow, you know, he didn't really treat me like a person. Do you treat yourself like a person? And 
you guys know me, like normally I wouldn't be the one to assign blame to the woman, but I really think like you can only, what is that perks of being a wallflower quote? We accept the love we think we deserve. Like, no, that's not right. Mm. Oh, how about this? You deny yourself humanity. And so it's not a problem to you to find a romantic partner who also doesn't see you as a fully formed human being. You know why men who have girlfriends who perform domestic labor and sex and everything else for years and years and years and they don't marry them? The logic that it's because they were performing wife duties as a girlfriend only works if you accept that you're only good for those things. What a surprise that a man who's a total fucking misogynist ends up being a shitty fucking partner. Like, why is this the part that nobody, like, think pieces to death? A man who only looks at you and is like, oh, wow, she's going to do everything for me was never going to be husband of the year. He was never going to be father of the year. He was never going to remember your birthday or your anniversary or get you flowers just because or cook you dinner because you had a rough week or come over and help you with housework. He wasn't going to pick you up in, you know, after work because your car's making a funny noise. Never going to drive you across the state, see your grandma. Like he's not going to do shit for you because you are a maid who sucks his dick. That is probably the reason why this relationship with him has been so shitty. Not that you're providing caring acts for your partner. And and that just seems to escape people. But that's the thing about internet advice is you really have to boil it down to like the most basic elements and strip all nuance. One, because you need to fit in like anywhere between 60 to 120 seconds. And then two, because there's just not a lot of space for nuance, especially if you want to go viral, like as someone who makes videos very frequently. And if you, you want the secret to going viral, you either talk about a celebrity situation and be one of like the first 60 people to do it. Um, or you just make very basic observations about men and women. Like the videos of mine that have popped off the most are ones where the logic is like kind of simple or um i've talked about a celebrity particularly if you mention the kardashians but the videos that have the most meaningful engagement and where i feel like i'm building real connection with people are the ones where i'm talking about nuance and you know like piecing through things that make you uncomfortable and those just aren't as palatable because those don't fit neatly into our understanding of like interpersonal relationships and it's messy and chaotic because interpersonal relationships even the best ones are still kind of messy and chaotic because we're human beings so this idea that like wife duties is something you should withhold until you actually get married i i want you to think very critically about if you tell a man like, well, I'm not going to do, you know, I'm not going to cook dinner for you, but if you marry me, I will. What kind of marriage is that? What do you think that's going to happen? You can take a look at your future by just 
searching through the mommy hashtag on TikTok and then looking at the thousands of women that are sobbing on there every day. They're either going 40 hours a week to work and then coming home and mopping snot off the floor with a piece of shit husband watches football. What? Football? What am I from Jersey? That that was so weird. Um, or they're like stuck at home with no access to their own money with the piece of shit husband who watches football all the time. Either way, you're like shit out of luck. And the common denominator is this misogynistic attitude. And I also think it's very misogynistic to make women take responsibility for the fact that in all of these situations, the man really doesn't like you that much. No one who only values you for the service and domestic slavery that you can provide them really loves with you. They don't bang with you. They don't fuck with you. However you need to interpret this message, like if he only likes you because you keep his drawers clean, you might as well be a random bitch off the street because that's who he'll replace you with the moment you become inconvenient. Men are human beings capable of rational thought. And I mean, they're just like us. You know what? And I made a huge leap assuming that you're also a girl like me. But this idea that you can just put slots into a candy machine, like I can cook dinner for him X amount of times. I can, you know, strike this balance between letting him know that I'm a good girlfriend, but also letting him know that I'm a good potential wife and then he'll marry me. Also strips him of his humanity. Like it doesn't take into account that he has personhood, whether that personhood is good or bad, but just like his ability to make his own decisions based on his own feelings. And as I said, the way that he's treating you is very indicative of his feelings, whether it's because he doesn't like you as a person or whether because he doesn't like women in general, that he doesn't like you. And that's not your fault. You didn't do the formula wrong. You didn't have a miscalculation. He just doesn't like you like that. I think a lot of women would be freed from this prison. They understood that like you can do everything right for a guy um, and he just still doesn't like you. And that's fine. Find a new one. There are, my God, billions of them on the planet. Statistically, hundreds of thousands of them are bound to like you. And when you put it like that, like it doesn't seem so life-shattering that this one person won't like you. Yeah, I think in a lot of ways... Men are just really robbed of their personhood in all of this too because it just completely expects that like that all men, every single man just wants his belly full of, you know, beef and beer and a nice blowjob to top it all off. And then you, when he's asleep, get up like Mrs. Maisel and scrub your makeup off and keep the house clean only to get up early, put your makeup back on so as not to shatter the illusion of your bare face. And I think it really diminishes what we see as their capacity for love. And one of my earliest podcast episode, Men Aren't Robots, I talked a lot about how this infantilization of men also robs men of the ability of, it, it robs men of us recognizing them as able to make their own decisions. If a man watches you perform all these acts of service and love for him for years and years and years and doesn't want to make a full commitment to you 
the lesson here isn't that you shouldn't have been that kind, considerate person. Huge asterisk, which we will get to in a second. But that, unfortunately, that wasn't the right man to put that effort into because sometimes that happens in life. Because in love, you take a risk. When you really and truly love someone and give yourself to them completely, you take that risk that one day they could wake up and take your heart and stomp on it and set it on fire and bury it in the backyard only to have the heart be eaten by feral pigs. But what if they don't? And you stay in the relationship because what if they don't? What if this what if this is the love of my life? You know what I mean? Back to that huge asterisk. I am not advocating that girls go out there and like clean their boyfriend's apartment. Oh my God, I knew a girl in college who would do this. Like she would do all his laundry and clean his apartment. And I'm like, bitch, we are literally 19 years old. You look a fool staying in on um thirsty thursday and like wild wednesday wednesday is the best day to go out of the week by the way um staying in on those nights to like help him with his homework he's a grown fucking man and he was like a year older than us so it was even worse i'm not saying you should do any of that and i'm especially not saying that you should have a baby for this child and this is this is the one thing, maybe that advice, remember how I said that there's nuance and it doesn't fit into like a three minute TikTok. The baby thing is the one thing I agree with where it's like, <sighs> having a baby with someone is a bigger commitment than marriage. So if you risk your life because pregnancy is incredibly dangerous, especially for black women, in this country for you to risk your life your sanity your employment opportunities for a man who's not willing to do the much smaller step of marrying you that is foolish so sorry i, I mean this probably isn't a surprise because you know we're how many episodes deep into my podcast and i'm sure you're familiar with my other social media but like that don't be a fucking fool Okay, that's, he's not marrying you after you have his baby because he actually doesn't see that baby as a commitment to you because he's fully intending on walking away whenever you inconvenience him. Like any man who's willing to let you die in a hospital bed, pushing out his seed and doesn't think I need to provide the type of legal, social and spiritual protections, depending on your religion, to this woman because we have a bond of a child together, that man doesn't fucking care about you. And he's probably having you push out his baby because he understands that the baby mama, baby daddy dynamic is one. And this, you know what? People don't speak about this. So I'm going to speak about it. People understand the baby mama, baby daddy dynamic to be one of a permanent tie. And men exploit that because they'll keep coming back to you for sexual favors and sexual intimacy over and over and over again. And they'll use that child as bait to get your attention. Or they'll say like, well, I won't pay child support until you sleep with me, which is very, very common. Or, you know, they'll only want to be a happy family when you're playing along and ignoring his wrongs. But like never, ever, ever in my life. Have I ever seen a man who was not willing to marry the mother of his child actually be a good and present father 
to his child. And that doesn't mean that like they're still together, but a man who went into this pregnancy or shortly after the pregnancy knowing like, hey, I'm gonna make a permanent commitment to her because we've already done the most permanent thing. Let me make sure that she's legally protected with all the legal benefits of marriage. Let me make sure that she's, she's socially protected from judgment and that she has this elevated status because whether people want to admit it or not, you are, it is more socially favorable to be a wife than to be a baby mother. Let me make sure that she's spiritually protected because we're ex-religion and we really believe that, you know, these things need to happen in a covenant of marriage. If he doesn't start off like that, then he doesn't look at that child as a life-altering bond. He looks at it as a life-altering tether so that he can continue to bother you again and again and again. And worst case scenario, he just got you pregnant so that he could slow you down or control you as a form of reproductive abuse or just like whatever city girl party life. And I say this as someone who loves the city girl, so please understand that's not a pejorative. Life you thought you were living he just put a baby in you so that you couldn't do that. And because it makes you socially undesirable because there is a huge stigma against single mothers and men absolutely treat women differently when they have children versus when they don't. Because men understand single motherhood to be a punishment and one that they feel fit to dole out on women for any factor of reasons. And I, I just felt the need to speak about that one because I, I don't think enough people are being blunt about it. And two, because if there's any part of that whole, like, don't give the cow away for free, like, please don't tell a man that you will have his fuck-ass bastard when he gives you absolutely nothing. Because you're doing a child that child a disservice because he's not going to ever stay. He's not invested in the kid's well-being. He doesn't want to, like... If, if you think he's going to stick around for the next five years to even see your kid off to the first day of kindergarten, you're deluded. And he's probably going to do some manipulative bullshit so that you're not even convinced to give him child support. And those things can happen when you marry someone and when you get a divorce. But it's like guaranteed to happen if you start off in like a casual baby situation. Okay, rant over. We're back to the main path. It just, it makes me sad how many women in the same breath of describing themselves as like a girl with hobbies and ambition is also too scared to love in her love language because there are some people who feel best when they're taking care of their partner. And I also never want to take away from the people like that who just like Taking care of him is how you feel loved. And as long as he takes care of you and your needs are being met, I think that's a beautiful thing. But knowing that there are women who are afraid to be authentically themselves because they think that it'll push the wrong button on the boyfriend machine and then he won't make you a wife. The reality is, is that when a man really fucking likes you, you can do just about anything shy of being a terrible person and he's still gonna marry you like if you think of all the married couples you know all of them have like horrifically embarrassing stories of something they did in front of the other and it didn't make the other person waver or go like yeah i don't i don't want to spend the rest of my life with that person because they love them 
like I, I, I just hate this like tiptoeing around how should I love properly because I didn't play it right. And so, and I really think this anxiety about like, you know, don't get taken advantage of, don't, don't give away the milk for free. Ultimately, you're never going to be able to protect yourself from men that value you like that unless you do a real investigation of his misogyny. Talking to a man about his political and spiritual beliefs about women, just asking if he admires women in general, that's actually going to do a pretty good job of cutting down men that are likely to treat you as domestic broodmare slaves. One tip that has always worked for me in finding out, particularly because, you know, I'm very left, so I tend to date men that are also very left, and despite what they profess, a lot of them are, oh my god, they're like just as bad as their conservative counterparts. You can find out if a man is really about respecting women based on the people he respects in his life, so very early on, like I'm talking even before the first date when you're just like making conversation, just asking like, who do you admire? Oh, who's your favorite character in a TV show? What's your favorite book? Who makes your favorite music? If the only people that he can supply are men, because if you come right out and you tell a man like, well, do you respect women? Of course, he'll say some shit about like Michelle Obama. But if you dig into his personal life and find that he has no interactions with women beyond romance or sex, it's a pretty good indicator of what he'll treat you as. So asking him those personal questions, again, what I said, like, you know, who do you admire? What kind of music do you listen to? Who's your favorite artist? Um, who's your favorite character? If he can't see women as people to be admired, he probably doesn't see women as people. If he's really, really into sports, but he can't tell you anything about women's sports, like he doesn't know WNBA players, he doesn't watch the NCAA Women's Championship, you know, he has no interest, even if he's not interested in gymnastics or tennis and like Simone Biles or Serena Williams, he probably doesn't like women. If he has no female friends and like the only women that he has close personal relationships with are women that he's either sleeping with or related to, he probably doesn't like women and he probably sees those women in his life as women who can serve a particular task for him. So instead of wandering around worrying about, you know, again, that vending machine example with like, well, if I put these coins out, then I'm going to put these coins in, then I'm going to get this income out. Like, do some real digging. A misogynist will always reveal themselves. Um, one thing about men is very, very few of them are sneaky masterminds. Most of us have just been conditioned to look at them through rose-colored glasses. And maybe that's a longer podcast episode. Let me know your thoughts. This was really fun to record. I kind of love the episodes where it's less like structured and when we go off on different tangents. And you know what? I always know that an episode's going to be a banger when I can hear Matthew yowling in the background. 
But I have to let him out of his cat prison. He's not in cat prison. He has an entire bedroom in my apartment dedicated to him and his stuff. Okay, I would never imprison my cat. But I do have to let him out of those confines. We are at the end of the episode. New episodes come out late every Monday night. Thank you to everyone that has reached out to me in these past couple weeks um, about the last two episodes that I posted. I love talking about things that you guys suggest, and I really value your suggestions and input. So again, you can find me on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Hot Weird Girl. That's Girl to Zero. I love you so much. Until next Monday. Bye.